The Islanders' defense couldn't get it done against the Rangers. They fall 6-3. We have our key takeaways, plus the latest injury updates, and a full preview of both of this weekend's games. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. I'm live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, and I am also going to keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Please, uh, I'll give instant insight and analysis, and always great to interact with fans during games and really any time. So follow on Twitter, and feel free to say hello and uh, talk a little bit about whatever's on your mind, Islanders-wise. Before the game even started, the Islanders were a a little bit behind the eight ball. Uh, Anthony Bevilier out with an upper body injury. Islanders announcing that just about a half hour before the opening faceoff. Then J.G. Pajot, associate coach Lane Lambert, and assistant coach Jim Hiller, all now in COVID-19 protocols. So none of them were available, obviously, uh, the two assistant coaches uh, not available to be on the bench and be with the team. And then, of course, no Bavillier and no Pajot. Otto Koivula was recalled from Bridgeport on an emergency basis to fill in, and he did step in and play in this game. And it meant also, because of those two forwards being absent, that you had a line of Koivula, Wallstrom, and Bellows, the three youngsters all together, on one line, and, you know, I, I, I guess if you look at it this way, they didn't play poorly. Uh, Koivala and Bellows minus one, Wallstrom was a minus two. They didn't really create a lot of offense, although Bellows did have four shots on goal. None of them figured in the scoring. But 
interesting move. You know, you, you got to figure that Coivola, Bellows, and Wallstrom between training camps, some of the time they spent at Bridgeport uh, together, they would be more familiar with each other. So it was an interesting idea, at least, to put them out on the ice as a unit. The problem is that, again, this line got less ice time than any of the other forward lines. Weren't a lot of highlights in this game. The, the biggest, Brock Nelson scored twice. He now has 36 goals, and his chances of reaching that magic 40-goal mark are still there. Uh, and it would be great for Brock Nelson to reach that mark. But here's the bottom line. The New York Islanders are a defense-first team, and they just played poorly on defense. And you look at the shots on goal, and yeah, the Islanders outshot the Rangers 29 to 23. And you look at it, you say, okay, 23 shots on goal. That's not a lot. And you sort of figure that uh, maybe Simeon Varlamov, who got the start, played poorly. No, can't blame Varley, even though his save percentage was just 739 in this game. Uh, you look at where those goals came from. Five of the six goals were from very close to the goal, and on odd man rushes, a few of them, you had situations where, you know, Zdeno Chara turned the puck over uh, on one goal. Noah Dobson didn't pick up his man coming back on another. Uh, just so many bad defensive plays. Another one by Sebastian Ajo, although he wasn't the only offender on that play. And then you had the top line, uh, or one of the top lines, of Barzal, Parise, and Palmieri. Barzal and Parise, minus three, minus two for Kyle Palmieri. Overall, you know, so much room the Islanders allowed in the neutral zone. How many times did the Islanders go for a, you know, a pinch or turn the puck over in the neutral zone or even at their own, uh, at the attacking blue line, and then odd man rush the other way. The New York Rangers, you know, nobody among Islander fans really likes them, but this year they happen to be a very good hockey team, and they're fast, and they're skilled, and look, hat trick for Andrew Kopp before the first period was over. Uh, Four assists for Artemi Panarin. <coughs> you give Panarin and Zabinijad and uh, Strom and Kreider time and space, you are not going to win hockey games. And realistically, the turning point in this game, Islanders down 3-0. Nelson scores early in the second period. And then penalty, power play situation, Chris Kreider quickly, like what was it, uh, just a handful of seconds off the faceoff after uh, Palmieri headed to the box, and voila, uh, 23 seconds after the faceoff, it's in the back of the net, uh, and that was it. That was the end of that 4-1, to one, a last-minute goal again by Strom to close out the second period, uh, and you're down 5-1 after 40 minutes, and lights out. That's, that's the end of it. So, overall, the goaltending wasn't horrible. 
The offense scored three goals, although, you know, two of them came when the game was clearly out of reach. But the realistic problem, defensive breakdowns. You can't have defensive breakdowns when you are supposed to be a defense-first hockey team. That's what the Islanders are supposed to be. They didn't play like it last night, and the result is a frustrating 6-3 loss to the Rangers. This Islanders team, here's the frustrating thing, they looked disorganized. And they looked like they just weren't ready to play this game. You can't, you can't play like that and expect to win. And guess what? The Islanders didn't win. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We have got our preview of both of this weekend's game. And a member of all four Stanley Cup winning teams is a member. Uh, rather is our Islanders birthday of the day Today, he was the third-line center who's a little overlooked, I think, in this day and age, but was a valuable part of the Islanders' Stanley Cup four teams. Let's see if you can guess who it is. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Built Bar Puffs? Well, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. Like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, and my personal favorite, banana cream pie. These are so good, they're going to be your new favorite. And look, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, you'll get 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Five games now left on the schedule for the New York Islanders. And I guess, you know, you you look at the standings and you, you what is left to play for? And there are still some things left. The Islanders can still play spoiler. They've got Carolina. They've got... Washington twice, and Tampa Bay. All teams that are fighting for either a division title or playoff seeding or positioning, home ice advantage. Uh, so four out of the five games, not going to be easy. And the Islanders will have to uh, play pretty well in order to win them. But the other thing is this. You look at the standings right now, the Islanders have 80 points. Well, they need two more points to finish 500 for the season, NHL 500, and three more points to have a winning season or by at least NHL 500 standards. So I think they at least want to be able to accomplish that. Now, two games of the five are this weekend, Saturday at 12.30 in the afternoon, the Islanders will be in Buffalo to take on the Sabres. 
And Buffalo's been playing well lately. Three straight wins granted over New Jersey and two against Philly, so it hasn't been against the toughest of competitions. But Buffalo, three straight wins and uh, winning also, you know, four out of their last five. And, you know, the, the, the Sabres kind of one of those teams that has nothing to lose and is a little bit hungry. They've struggled all year round. Uh, and yet they find themselves now in a battle for fifth place in the Atlantic Division. They are one point ahead of Detroit, but Detroit has a game in hand. Uh, the goaltending duo, Craig Anderson and Dustin Tokarski, take Thompson right now, 36 goals. Jeff Skinner, 31. Kyle Oposo and Victor Olofsson have 20 each. Uh Look, this team, statistically, mediocre. 22nd in goals scored. 26th in goals against. The penalty kill is only 23rd in the league, 75.9%. And the Islanders, they had a power play goal against the Rangers. They should be able to find some power play success against Buffalo. But the penalty kill for the Islanders will be challenged. Buffalo, 12th in the league with a 22% uh conversion rate when they have the man advantage and with the power play take thompson has 10 power play goals rasmus dalin uh leads the team in power play assists we look at the line combinations for buffalo take thompson centers the top line with jeff skinner and victor olafson on either side of him casey middlestott is the second line pivot peyton krebs to his left alex tuck to his right Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Asplund, and Kyle Oposo make up the third line. And then from left to right, it's Anders Bjork, Zegmus Gergensens, and Vinny Hinostroza as the fourth line. On defense, Dalin and Matias Samuelson are the top pair. Owen Power, the highly regarded rookie, is on the second pair with Henri uh, Jokaharu, Jokaharju. Jacob Bryson and Casey Fitzgerald are the third pair. And then, as I mentioned, Craig Anderson and Dustin Tokarski are the goalies. On IR right now, Malcolm Subban and Drake uh, Cagiola. So, look, the Islanders should be able to get some offense going against a team like Buffalo that struggles defensively. And the Islanders' power play should be able to get things going but the other important thing, again, that we didn't see last night against the Rangers and we need to see more of from the Islanders now, got to play just sound positional defense. You don't have to be overly physical. You don't have to be uh, perfect. But pick up your man. Don't give up quality scoring chances. Now, if you think it's going to be tough against Buffalo on Saturday, Sunday, the Islanders will be facing off against the Carolina Hurricane. Carolina, as we mentioned, still tied with the New York Rangers in the battle for first place in the Metropolitan Division. And look, just like the Islanders, Carolina will be coming off a back-to-back. -back. They'll be in New Jersey on Saturday. At the same time, the Islanders will be in Buffalo. Then they'll be visiting the Islanders. That's a 1 o'clock Eastern time start uh, in the afternoon on Sunday. Carolina, ninth in the league in goals scored. Best team in the league defensively. Also number one in the league on the penalty kill. 
10th on the power play. So top 10 in goals scored, number one in goals against, top 10 on the power play, number one on the PK. Frederick Anderson, the goalie, just playing outstanding hockey this year. And uh, he is now... 35-14-3 on the year with a 2-1-7 goals against average and a 9-22 save percentage. Antti Ranta is his backup. Sebastian Ajo, no relation to the Islander Sebastian Ajo, leads the team with 36 goals and 77 points. Tivu Taravainen uh, has 41 assists, with ties him with Ajo for the team league. And Andrei Svechnikov, also a 30-goal scorer, he has... 67 points on the year. And, you know, you look at this lineup. Top line, Sebastian Ajo, Tivo Turvainen, and Seth Jarvis. Vincent Trocek is the second line pivot with Andrei Svechnikov and Martin Nekash on either side of him. Jordan Stahl right now is the third line center, although he is a little banged up and may be a game-time decision. Ex-Islander Nino Niederreiter to his left, Jesper Fast to his right. And then Max Domi centers the fourth line with Jordan Martinuk and Steven Lorenz as his wingers. Jacob Slavin, a dangerous uh, defenseman, paired with Tony D'Angelo, the former Ranger. Brady Shea, another former Ranger, and Brett Pesci are the second pairing. And then Brendan Smith and Ian Cole are the third pair. Uh, and the goalies are either Antti Ranta or Piotr Kochikov, with Frederick Anderson listed as out. Jake Gardner still on the IR, and Jespery uh, Kotkaniemi listed as day to day. So that's the lineup for Carolina. And, you know, if the Islanders need to play good defense against Buffalo on Saturday, they need to play great defense on Sunday against the Carolina Hurricanes. And please, Islanders, stay out of the penalty box. Do not take those foolish penalties because you take those penalties, this Carolina team will make you pay. Carolina winning two straight, beating both Arizona on the road and Winnipeg at home. Uh, and again, they play New Jersey Saturday, uh, just as the Islanders are playing Buffalo. So, should be an interesting weekend for the Islanders. They have to hope for some better play, and if they do, some better results. And uh, hopefully they can get closer to wrapping up a season where they definitely do have more points than games played. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a four-time Stanley Cup winner. Let's see if you can guess who the Islanders' third-line center was during the dynasty years. We'll have that and some final thoughts all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one sport source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. And look, Stanley Cup playoffs are coming up. Maybe you want to bet on uh, which team is going to pull an upset. You know, the division winners, one of them at least, loses almost every year. And uh, maybe you want to bet on who wins some of the major trophies in the NHL. 
after the season is over. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, Saturday will be the 70th birthday of former Islanders center Wayne Merrick, the Sarnia, Ontario native, drafted back in 1972 in the first round, ninth overall by the St. Louis Blues, had a couple of 20-goal seasons for the Blues, then had a 25-goal season for the California Golden Seals, uh, and had a 56-point season for the Cleveland Barons, which the Seals became when they moved to Cleveland. Midway through the 77-78 season, the Islanders acquired Wayne Merrick from the Barons, and he had an instant impact, scoring 10 goals and 24 points in just 37 games, had a 20-goal season for the Isles in 78-79 as their second-line center, but when the Islanders acquired Butch Goring, it allowed Wayne Merrick, who had good speed, uh, to become the third-line center, and I think that was the line that he was best suited for, and he really played well and fell into that role. In 80-81, Wayne Merrick had 18 points in 18 playoff games, 6 goals, 12 assists, uh, and he also had 12 points in 81-82, so Merrick kind of a clutch player for the New York Islanders. He didn't score a lot of goals, but he was fast. He was sound uh, defensively, could check with the best of them, and really did a good job overall. We're going to go back and look at one of Wayne Merrick's better games with the Islanders. February 19th, 1979, at the fabulous Forum in Inglewood, California. Islanders taking on the LA Kings. Billy Smith in goal for the Islanders. Ron Graham the goalie for the Kings, and it was Clark Gillies getting the Islanders on the board first, his 25th from Jerry Hart and Brian Trottier at the 8.39 mark of the first period, and one minute and 10 seconds later, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Wayne Merrick, his 14th from Bob Nystrom and Dave Lewis, that made it 2-0 Isles, Billy Harris made it 3-0 Islanders uh, a little more than a minute after that, his 10th from Bob Bourne and John Tonelli. Dave Taylor of the Triple Crown line of the Kings got his 33rd from Charlie Simmer at 1438. 3-1 Isles after the first period. In the second period, Mike Bossy is 47th from Jerry Hart at 133. Made it 4-1. Bobby Nystrom is 12th from Stefan Pearson and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Wayne Merrick. Make it 5-1. And then the... Kings get a power play goal with Ed Westfall off for holding Charlie Simmer, his sixth from Dave Taylor and some guy named Butch Goring, who would be joining the Islanders just a year later. Uh, but he assisted on the Charlie Simmer goal at the end of the second period, 5-2 to two Islanders. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Wayne Merrick, an unassisted goal, his second of the game, 15th of the year. At 143, increases the Islanders' lead. Then it's Bob Bourne, his 20th from Billy Harris. Clark Gillies, his second of the game, 26th of the year, from Mike Bossy and Brian Trache as the trio grand line strikes again. Rick Hampton, defenseman uh, 
Got his third of the year from Mark Heaslip and Vic Vanaski in 1843 to close out the, sta- uh, the scoring. Islanders on the road beat the LA Kings 8-3 for Islanders' birthday of the day. Wayne Merrick, two goals, one assist. He was a plus two and had a team leading six shots on goal. That's one more than Mike Bossy For Billy Smith, uh, only had to make 13 saves. Islanders out shooting the Kings 31-16. to And I'll tell you, you know, that triple crown line, Marcel Dion, uh, the third member of that triple crown line, uh, Kings could put the puck in the net back then and to hold that team to 16 shots on goal, pretty impressive. So that was a three-point night for Wayne Merrick, two goals and an assist. Wayne Merrick turning 70 Saturday, a member of all four Islanders' Stanley Cup-winning teams. For his NHL career, 774 games, 191 goals, 456 points, and 303 penalty minutes. Add 19 playoff game uh, goals and 49 playoff points in 102 games. Wayne Merrick, quietly a very important con- uh, con- contributor to the Islanders' dynasty. So hopefully this weekend... The most important thing for me, two things. Number one, the Islanders have to find their game. Get back to playing Islanders hockey. And then number two, uh, let's. it was encouraging to see Wallstrom out on the ice uh, for the Islanders again. Bellows out on the ice. You know, to see the kids playing, to me, is the right way to go. And I'm hoping that Barry Trotz continues to give the kids more chances to be on the ice uh, for these remaining five games of the year. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. I now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We'll be back on Monday. We'll have our key takeaways from both of this weekend's games and a whole lot more, so make sure you join us for that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!